Hello, world. Welcome to this week's episode of Golf Subpar. I am Colt Nost, as always, joined by the sleazy man, Drew Stoltz. Drew, another big episode in store this week. Yes, Colty, good to be in the building with you, even though it's not our typical studio setup here. We are in quarantine situation, coming to you live via audio. Good to be with you. And yes, you hit the nail on the head. Very big interview this week with a very big fella. The main man, Tony Finau, in the studio. Great interview, dude. Yeah, he's he's an awesome dude. I uh, can't wait for y'all to listen to what he had to say. Uh, one of the up-and-coming superstars, for sure, on the PGA Tour. I mean, honestly, it's hard to say that he's actually underachieved in his career so far with only... I mean, he only has one PGA Tour win, but, I mean, the sky is the limit for this guy. Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys... It's easy to say, because like, people are always like, oh, he's going to win a bunch of times, but I really, truly believe he will. Once he kind of figures out the formula and gets one or two of these things more... I think the, the the lid pops off of this thing. But really cool talking with him. A lot of people know about his background coming from Salt Lake and stuff like that. But that, like how he turned pro and how he chose to turn pro and forego college and all that stuff, getting into that was some of the most interesting stuff I thought that we've had so far. Yeah, at the event he decided to turn pro, you'll get to hear all about it. We need more of that. Yeah. Just a little preview. We need more of what the reason why he turned pro. Yes, that needs to be returned to the golf world. But you are going to enjoy this interview. But other news in the golf world right now, Sleazy, big mix-up in the schedule with all the coronavirus um, things happening mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the go- golf world, like all the other sports, really not sure what's going to happen. But um, as of this week, we have been announced that there has been some scheduling change. Bring us what we got. Yes. Actually, this is exciting. First actual real golf news that's been positive in a long time. So here's what we got. Been a bit of a schedule shakeup here. So as things have been laid out for us today... Here's how it stands. PJ Championship now moving from August 9th. I'm sorry, August 3rd through 9th. Going to remain at Harding Park. So that'll lead off the major role. Right after that, go straight into the FedEx Cup playoffs. to go for four straight weeks starting August 10th, the Wyndham Championship, and ending at the Tour Championship in Eastlake there. So that's going to be, that'll end in September 7th. So four straight weeks of the FedEx Cup playoffs. U.S. Open moving to September 14th through 20th. Colt, big news, remaining at Wingfoot as all as it stands right now. Huge news. I think I really wanted that thing to stay up there. I think that'll be a great test. Immediately following that, Ryder Cup, September 22 through 27 at Whistling Straits. And then last but not least, coming in November 9 through 15, the granddaddy of them all, the Masters, is scheduled to be played in 2020. Thank the heavens. Yeah, hopefully everything gets taken care of and all this can happen the one big event missing from that the open championship is canceled will not happen in 2020 um will remain at royal st george's in 2021 if all goes right so Correct. hopefully this is that, all tentative it's this in, is all tentative um, hopefully this works hey it's good news it's a lot of big golf in a short amount of time but you know what it's better than no golf at all it's exciting i mean how good are the weekends going to be you're going to have oh my a god ton dude. of uh, hopefully hopefully a ton of football and then a ton of golf as how, well. How about this November during Masters Week? You could just be watching your favorite college football team play on the weekend. Next day, you flip over. Oh, maybe I'll catch a little final round of Augusta. Oh, what's that? Oh, my favorite NFL team is playing after that. I mean, there's going to be too much on to even watch, but there's going to be about 100 straight days of eight of the biggest tournaments of the year in golf. So buckle up. If they would have given us this news a week ago I think every and said, hey, this is an option, I think the whole world would have signed off on it. For sure. I'm very much looking forward to it. And I'll tell you what else I'm looking forward to, Sleaze. Right here on golf.com, a pod unlike any other. They revisit the 2010 Masters where Phil Mickelson was victorious, hit the amazing straw, mm-hmm. hit, hit the amazing shot from the pine straw at 13. What else happened that week, Sleazy? Colty, the man, the myth, the legend happened that week, and that is none other than Anthony Kim coming in with a little record-setting 
11 tweeters that day at Augusta. Not a bad day for the young phenom. If anyone out there knows where Anthony is, please contact us because he is the white whale. We've said that many times. We would fly to the moon to talk to Anthony Kim. But make sure you check out a pod unlike any other on golf.com. But for right now, check out Tony Finau here on Golf Subpar. All right, y'all know our next guest here on Golf Subpar. He is a PGA Tour winner, member of the United States President's Cup team, member of the United States Ryder Cup team, and not to mention runner-up on the Golf Channel's The Big Break in 2009. <laughs> Tony Finau, welcome to the program. What's up, what's up? Good Thanks to for have joining us, Tom. Thank you, guys. That runner-up at The Big Break doesn't get enough love, dude. I feel like that was, <laughs> a, that was where it all started, you know well, what I mean? I'll tell you what, I, I'm probably still more recognized for that than anything else I've achieved. So. Really? <laughs> I was, that's actually one of my questions. I kind of want to know what yeah. it was like being was, on The Big Break. And first who off, clipped you? How, yeah. the, how, did you? how did you get on The Big Break? How did that it was even a, start? It was a lot of fun. Well... My brother and I were kind of known for the long ball growing up, and and so we were actually playing a gateway tour event here in Arizona, and I was playing over at Talking Stick, and they were ha- they happened to be on the range, on the driving range, and everybody, all these dudes, I had no idea what Big Break was. This was in 2009. All these dudes were going over there auditioning, and and so my dad decided to walk over and see what it was all about, and we ended up auditioning, didn't think anything of it. Three weeks later, we both are in, Her- in Hawaii playing, playing another tournament, and we got a phone call like, hey, we'd love to have you guys... Uh, on our big break, if you guys wanted to be on, so, so that's kind of how it happened. We we were at a golf tournament, we were at a gateway tour event, mini tour event, yeah. playing, and they just happened to be on the range. So it was just more. So like, what do they have you do to audition? Anything else? We hit two shots. You hit a driver and a five iron. Mm-hmm. Um, they ask they ask you a list of questions, and you just answer basically an interview. It was about a two or three minute interview, yeah. and that was it. Yeah, that's two all. Two swings. They, that's it. Just that's basically, it. let's see two if swings. this dude can move it. Yeah, hundred percent. If he has any personality, and exactly. That's it. I, I think remember that's all they're looking for. Yeah. They're all over the. I can't believe you never tried. I know, oh, dude, I, was, I was camera shy, dude. I, said, I, I can't. I, <laughs> they they I, need to be ready. They need to bring big, big, big break back. They I, do need. I to, think that was actually like a fun thing to watch. Yeah. And some guys have gone on to have success. Like yeah. obviously, you probably the biggest success story. Yeah. Who could, uh, by far? Did you lose to Pere- Mike Perez? Mike Perez. Mikey, yeah. You ever yeah. see Mikey anymore? That's, bring that up. I mean, I, I mean, that's that's his claim to fame. Of right course. Now, so. yeah. <laughs> but he tells he's, he's selling cars over at Wright Toyota, and he tells everybody, <laughs> yeah. like, "Man, yeah. I tell you what, I beat Tony day, That's right. We had a good time. I tell you what, it was a lot of fun to be on that show. And it taught me a lot about like reality TV and how how they record things. And you know, I was 19 years old. My brother was 18 on the show. So it was kind of cool just getting, you know, getting in front of cameras and learning about that whole part of playing the game. It was way different. You know, I, I think as when we grow up as kids, it's like we just want to golf. We yeah. don't know actually what it entails. It's like we just love playing golf. That was kind of my first taste of like uh, TV, uh, you know, being around cameras, having, you know, having that type of attention on you. So that was kind of cool for me. You ever think how your life would have shaken out if you just won that thing? You you know what I mean? You actually, you might have made something of yourself in the golf (laughs) world. Yeah, you're right. I I wish I would have won. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It actually, it still stings actually that I lost to Mikey. You know, that. Yeah, never get over that (laughs) ever. I want to go back a little bit before that. So you turned pro at 17. That's right. Mostly because of the ultimate game in Las Vegas. And you know, I'm a big Las Vegas fan. You sure are. I want to hear all about this (laughs) ultimate game. Yes. Because I'm kind of, I think they need to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was in high school. I verbally committed to play college golf at BYU. My dad was approached by a guy that wanted to sponsor my brother and I in this tournament. It was a $50,000 buy-in. And at the end of it, if you were the winner, you win $2 million. We knew this going in, but uh, I I didn't think I actually had a chance to win. I was 17 years old, playing against all these pros. I was like, there's no way I was going to be the best one one there. I go in. I win my first two matches, match play. So so how many guys start? 40 guys start. Okay. 40, um, I'll put up 50 40, grand. 40, I'll put up 50 grand. Okay. Two, 
two match play rounds. If you win your two matches, you're automatically into the f to, into the final. Is it just like blind draw? You blind draw, no blind seating, draw, no, no nothing. seating, no nothing. They they you know blind draw. So who'd you play? I, do you remember? I played uh, Rick Rick Groden, which was a a baseball player. Yeah. And a baseball pitcher, yeah, and, and I forget the other guy I played, but both kind of older guys, and I and I beat both of them by whole sixteen. So question, real here, quick, yeah. isn't the part one of the rules, the parameters of this thing, like you could never the rules where you could you never could have never been PGA on a PGA or a web.com web 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 tour card or a senior PGA so tour like card. So only mini tour guys and guys that yep. want to yep. try for glory. Exactly, okay. mini tour guys. So yeah, the credentials where you cannot play on the PGA tour cannot have played on the web.com. So okay. or the Corn Ferry tour. Right, right. So and that and that's why and the crazy thing is I look back now. So I was one of the twelve guys that qualified. I won my first two matches, and uh, and so I had to make a decision at this time. Am I going to take because winner take all? But just for getting to the just for getting to the finale, you get a hundred grand. So you get double your money back right. if you even get to the finale. So I was here at the finale, and now I'm faced with the choice. Am I going to turn pro or am I going to go play college golf at BYU? Um, I basically have a meeting with my parents. You know, we all sit down. And again, I come from very humble beginnings, right? Not a lot of money. Didn't have the money to travel, all those type of things. So my parent, I basically tell my parents, look, I think I'm definitely leaning towards playing college. This is a cool opportunity, but, the, you know, this, I don't think this is the right one. My parents look me square in the eyes and they said... <laughs> Son, you got a chance to win $2 million, you're playing. <laughs> wow, they made the decision for you. They made the decision for me. So um, that's kind of how it went down, honestly. that It was maybe a 20-minute meeting, and, and you know, I, I like I said, I told them the, the path I wanted to take, and they said, well, no, this is the path you're going to take. So yeah. it ended up working out, but, uh, you know, I listened to my parents on that one, and I tried tried my hand at the professional game. So yeah. what happened the rest of the ultimate game? So you make it to the finale. Make it to the how finale. How many guys? And what's 12, that format? 12, 36-hole stroke play. Low guy takes it all. Low guy takes it all. Yep. How do we do? We're at the that's, win. That's we're at the win. for yeah. seventeen year old. Yeah, I think I, f I finished in the middle of the pack. I think I finished seventh or I think I finished seventh or eighth place. But I only end up losing by I think four or five shots. It was quite a, a tight leaderboard. Yeah. But to give you an idea of the guys that played in this, and this was before all of us were on tour. Scott Piercy won. Mm -hmm. Kevin Struman played. Spencer Levine, uh, myself, and I'm missing one. I'm missing one. But there was five one of us. One other like tour guy. No, one of the tour guy. There was five of us out of the twelve that played in this that are now on tour and and successful PJ tour players. So that's kind of cool that we all ended up playing and and we ended up making it. You know, and and, and so I kind of have that relationship with these guys on tour as kind of our you know we all kind of started yeah, that's together. Awesome. So it was kind of cool to have they that. Need to bring that they back. have to bring that back. Why is that not a Let's do it. for two million? Put that yeah. on TV. You think people wouldn't watch that? Gravy, oh, gravy and sleaze invitational. We need yeah. an automatic invite free of charge. <laughs> will, you, will you sponsor it? Presented by Tony. <laughs> yeah, presented by Tony <laughs> Fina. Yeah. Talk to me in about ten years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, there's a there's a story that floats around from that deal. It's like you were on the first tee. 17 year old kid yeah you know you kind of had some buzz around utah people knew who you were and things yeah. like that but you're on the first tee lee trevino is there kind of yeah. like endorsing this event right yes, the first was. was a 420 yard par four the word on the street is you drove the green on the first tee 420 and trevino looked over like are you out who of your heck? mind yeah. who is this kid and basically at that point he kind of helped you after the event like get some endorsements some yeah. sponsors and things. is that all is that correct 100 true so I, I get up to the first tee it's the first time i ever met lee trevino and I introduced myself, and he said, yeah, I heard all about you, kid. You know, I'm, I'm cool. looking forward to watching you hit, which is, yeah, it was extremely cool for me. Um, I get on the tee, and, you know, obviously I'm nervous, but uh, I let one rip. 420 yards, and then I send it, you know, I, I damn near fly it to the front edge of the green, and it trickles around right to the front of the green. And, uh, and and I just remember looking over at Lee, and he just gave me that look like, ooh, I don't <laughs> think I ever seen anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. So um, it was quite cool to get that uh, kind of that nod from him early, yeah. early in my career. 
but he ended up helping me get get a deal with Callaway. I think he was with Callaway at the time, and he gave Callaway a shout and said, "Hey, I think it would be in your best interest, Callaway, to help these two boys, my my brother and I, yeah. um, on their way in their profession in their professional careers." So that's kind of what happened. Um, Callaway was able to set some things up for my brother and I for the next few years, and and he helped with that with that sponsorship. So he was a huge part in just financially helping me um, early on in my career. Looking back, obviously you're having tons of success now on the PJ Tour. Would you wish you still went to college to maybe experience it, or are you very <laughs> obviously you're, you're happy with the road? Yeah, now, yeah. But yeah, is there part of you that maybe says, "Oh, college would have been pretty cool." Yeah, there's 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 always a part of me that thinks that that thinks you know, hey, what if I would have went to college and things? But I don't think you know college was that much for me. Just you know, with my personality and and looking back now, you know, I. Um, you know, I'm not really like a party guy, mm-hmm. and I'm not really like a, you know, I don't drink, you know, I don't smoke any of those things um, that are super attractive in the college life. Um, I wasn't all about, and and so I, you know, I do, you know, look back and think, man, what if I would have went to college? You know, would I have been in a different position now, or would I have been better? Um, and I don't know if the answer is yes. You know, I think I think I chose the right road for me, and and it I'm, worked you know, out. It ended up working okay. out. It worked out. Great. It ended up okay. working out. Doing I, I think right, I think buddy. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Well, you are the father of four. <laughs> That's right. So let's let's look to the future a little bit. Your oldest son, yeah, is faced with the same opportunity. Yeah. What's Papa Papa Tony say? Yeah, he's going to college. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. He's 100. Yeah, he's 100 going to college just to experience that. Um, never have to scratch that itch for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if he was way better than I was at that age. And, and, and you know, I know I was a great golfer, but uh, at 17, I wasn't ready for the pro game. And, and it took me six years to, to get ready for the pro game at the highest level. And, and when I got here, I knew I was ready, but it did take me those grooming years to get through. And would college golf give me that opportunity or not? Um, you know, I would have still liked to experience it. And I definitely would, if I was in, in my shoes again, it was a tough road, you know, and there, it's a reason why it's the road less road less traveled, you know, on on the PGA Tour. Not a lot of guys took that same route that I took, um, but it's you know you gotta. I think you gotta have some some tough skin and some thick skin to get through some of those times. Yeah, you know your path. I mean, kind of like Justin Rose turned pro very early after yeah. success at the at the Open Championship, and he goes out and misses like his first twenty yeah, cuts. I mean, crazy. And you didn't have success right away either. Like that shows how tough you are. Like you said, you have thick skin. I mean, there's a lot of guys that probably would have. <laughs> beat them down a little bit and said maybe this game isn't quite for me but yeah you uh i mean you've gone through it now you're ranked 16th in the world currently at the moment it's it's unbelievable no thanks Was uh, there- i that's where that's actually where we first we first met i played so much mini tour golf the first time the first time i ever met stolte he was yeah. out you know trying his hand at the professional game and man i took a liking to this guy right away i mean i, I guess what's not to like you know good looking dude can I golf love- so I hey I'm I'm not saying your phrase I'm just saying you know straight up this is my dude so we had some good times we were kind of known as the crew guys you know both wearing crew socks all the time yeah and, mm-hmm. we playing. brought that back by the I way. think I think we did thank you, you know I officially do think we did so that's where actually I first uh, met Stolte and 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 you know we, yes we chalked it up we played a lot of golf together we Lots. shot a lot of low numbers together and I and built, was, was I built his confidence a lot man you know what I mean <laughs> I let him beat me he a helped, lot of yeah. times I said this kid's destined for great things we actually <laughs> let's get into that because you just mentioned like. You went to Q school, what, six times yeah, before you got right. your web.com? That's I was right. in the same boat. But you and I, I'll tell you this right now, and I don't even know if I've ever like said this to you, but you and I, like you mentioned, we played tons of mini tour yep. rounds together, right? Yep. Going through all the stuff that people do that a lot of people probably don't even know that you did. But behind closed doors, like when I was with other guys, like outside of you, the common like conversation we had was like, yo, when's Tony going to think? Like everybody <laughs> knew basically that we were like when they were playing against you, like 
as soon as it clicks with this kid, like it's a wrap. Like he can do things that none of us can do. He's got more talent than every single person out there. And as soon as this hits, like everybody kind of could see the writing on the wall. Like this kid's destined for big stuff. When you were playing those mini tour events at the time, did you ever like look around and be like, why am I like, I'm better than these dudes. Like I have more (laughs) talent than these guys. Why am I still here? Um, Did it register like at that time? Not man, not really. Just because how how humbling Q school was. To me, it was just like Q school was the ultimate, uh, ultimate challenge yeah i never was able to get through it so to me it was just like i i am where i belong i until i prove that i can play at that level and 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 get through qualifying school um these are the necessary steps that it takes so um you know i was humble enough to have that my dad was uh was you know on in my corner telling me hey we just got to get better and then that was the bottom line for me i never was discouraged during those years because uh i just knew i needed to get better but I, i I knew that I had what it took, you know, I, I continued to prove that I could win at the mini tour level. And, and when I got on the web, I won on the web and, and got on tour and, 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 you know, and, and won on tour. So I never doubted that I could do it. And I think that's a huge part for me is just the belief that I had that, you know, I had the right people around me to support, but I believed that I could do it even, even with, even through those tough years. You know, at the, at the early on in your career, what, what do you think was holding you back the most? I mean, obviously you hit it far. That's obviously not yeah. a problem, but what part of your game was holding you back the most to get to that next level, to get to the web.com? Oh yeah. It was distance, distance control. I hit it so far <laughs> that I, I did not know how to control a nine iron down. It was, no idea what that's like. No. Yeah. I, yeah. But it was like, I hit it like Weird outrageously far. far. Weird far. Um, you know, my numbers were with my driver in the mid mid to low 190s on average. You know, like I was hitting it just crazy far. So I, ha- I had to learn how to control my distance. And that's the things, you know, the guys on, t- on the PGA Tour are so good at, you know, f- like you, for instance, right? 125 yards, you know how to hit, hit it 125 yards. I didn't know I could hit it 125 yards with my lob wedge. Um, and if I had a pitching wedge, I wouldn't know how to hit it. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to take yardage off. So I think learning the knockdown shot, learning learning how to take yardage off of a club was something that I always struggled with because of how hard I always hit the golf ball. I, that's all I learned when I was a kid. I just hit it as hard as I could. When I found it, you know, I had some decent hands, chip and putt. But and to me, I've always been a great, you know, chipper and putter, but figuring out how to hit it close from 150 and in was always a challenge for me and that's something that i continue to work on but i've gotten so much better at and you're still one of the longest dudes on the pj tour but like yeah. knowing you back when you were younger and you just sent it on every yeah. single hole how much more do you think is in the if you just if i just said hit it as hard as you possibly can how much yeah. more do you have in the tank right now like how far could you hit it if you wanted to well with, I know with a normal just, length yeah. with a normal length driver um just within the last 12 months i've gotten to 138 club head speed that's, which is dude it's like it was yeah. and that's how like, you which used to about swing two, like that on the mini 201 ball speed just within the last 12 months and that's, i think that took like six or seven balls that's um, nuts so I could, I could get it i could get it probably close to 140 with a normal driver if we were to get me a longer one it would take me a few swings probably to get a little do higher you ever but, do that in a real tour event like, <laughs> no it, dude i'm sending it yeah I, I i send it but not quite to that not you like know, that. to that you know i i would say i probably <laughs> get in the low 130s but uh you know i i have I have the luxury of having speed on my side. I've, I've always had it. I, I'm built taller, longer. I know where the where my speed comes from, so that's a, that's a luxury. But it's also uh, an Achilles heel when you're trying to hit a knockdown shot, and that's why there's so much talk about. It. Everybody wants to hit it further. Everybody, everybody's trying to hit it further. How can I get speed? All these different things. But what people don't understand is you can only hit it so far and hit it straight. You can only hit it so hard in history. Your mechanics can be perfect, but if you're swinging at 140 miles an hour, I promise you, when you hit two shots, none of them are going to go the, the same direction. 
you know and so you have to you have to learn how to hone it in and and i think you know somebody like cameron champ who hits it extremely far and has amazing game is is learning how to do you know guys get on tour nobody hits get nobody gets longer everybody gets yeah. at least the long guys at least the long guys yeah yeah, maybe you know somebody like uh, you know Luke Donald, somebody like that. They can potentially get hit it further, but none of the guys like me, Gary Woodland. We got so much more in the tank. Like it's not even close. We have so much in the tank, but it's like we know we can't play at that speed. How am I going to go from hitting a 138 yard mile an hour driver and then I have a 75 yard pitch shot? You know how amped up I am just from hitting that drive. There is no way I can hit a 75 yard pitch shot after that. And I'm speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I'm not making yeah, this yeah. stuff up. You know, so that's why to me, you can. You're only going to be able to hit it so far uh, in the game of golf. You know, everybody's talking about what's oh, going to be bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, guys are going to do that, but um, with the equipment that we have, we're pretty much maxed out. The guys on tour were pretty much maxed out with how good you can how good you can hit the golf ball with at that speed. That's why I never sent it super hard. Same with you, Colt. Colt and I were ahead of, you know we were just ahead of the learning curve. I like, throw everything <laughs> I have into it on every swing. It just doesn't go anywhere. It's depressing playing uh, with these guys. But, I get it. All right, so say of all the long guys out on tour, you all step up, you give it all you got. Yeah. Who who comes out on top? Who's the longest? I mean, you have to say Cameron Champ. Yeah. He doesn't even look like he swings at yeah, that hard. Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing. It really bothers I hate me. That. I hate that. He's about him. six foot, maybe one hundred seventy, and he looks like he's just buttering it out there. And you get out there, and it's three fifty. It's crazy. Um, but I, but I I do think if you just get us on a driving range, and give each of us five golf balls, and just let us see who can get it the furthest, um, I'd have a hard time believing somebody can hit it further than me. Yeah. Just because I know what I have in the tank. A lot of a lot of the guys on tour. Um, you know, I, I good friends with Rory since he was little. Um, Rory can only hit it so can only he hits he's almost maxed out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and and obviously he's an amazing driver of the golf ball. Imagine if he was six four. Exactly, I mean, exactly. With his mechanic, with those type yeah. of mechanics, um, you know, I think I have, you know, I have more speed than just about anybody on tour, including Champ. I don't know how how hard he could get it. You know, I think he's recorded recorded on tour at you know getting his ball speed up to like high one nineties. Um, but you know, if I get after a few, I can get, I can get into the low 200. Crazy. I'll never forget a few years ago before Cameron Champ was on tour, we were playing in Napa Safeway Yeah. and I went out Tuesday afternoon late for a practice round. You know how like they have the little horseshoe grandstands. Yeah. So I'm walking from the putting green and I can't see who's teeing and I hear this whop and I'm like, I look at John Davenport and I go, what in the hell was that? Like it was the loudest thing I've ever heard coming off. And I turn the corner. And it's just Cameron Champ, and I'm like, oh yeah. my god! Never heard anything. So I played like nine it, no. holes with him. He outdrove me by 92 Nine. yards on the first hole, <laughs> and then he missed the green, and I wore his ass out. <laughs> yeah. Lasering you yeah. back, there. hey Colt, you got yeah. 92 more than yeah. I got. Yeah. I got. Well, 50. I hit the green, and yeah. he didn't, so I gave it to him. <laughs> yeah, you got to give it to him. That's gotta be right. hard to do, though, knowing that that's in the tank. Like, if I had that, I think I feel like I just want to send it. I just use it every single time. It's like Superman it's, being able to fly. It's like, taking no, time. I'll take the bus today. It, it's taking time to to tone it back and just learn how to play. You know, to me. Um, attractive on the golf course is scoring. You know that's the attractive thing, and I, and, and it is it is length. Length is you know part of scoring. Um, but I know I've got that. To me, it's like you know let's learn how to do all the other stuff because I've I've always had length. I've always had speed. I know where it comes from. I know how to generate it, and I have the body to do that. That will last. So um, for me, it's always been about working about the, work, working on the other parts of the game. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You want to go? No, go I got one. So you mentioned earlier when you came out the ultimate game, like you yeah. and your brother Gipper were kind of like the long hitting guys from Utah. The yeah. word was getting out about that. And Gipper, who's your younger brother, he kind of like 
who's an incredible player, by the way, he kind of like developed first in terms of like winning some stuff, right? No like he was, yeah, no doubt. He was like doing things in Utah and stuff that like <laughs> you hadn't done yet, and he's your little brother. And That's you're like, right. you know, what's going on? My little brother's beat me. Like, can't yeah. have that. Do you think having him, a younger brother who was doing things that you weren't doing at the time, like propelled you to be like, yo, I can't have my little brother beat me, and like made you better? No question, no question. We made each other be- made each other better as we grew. Um, but he was way better than me. He started playing golf about 18 months before I did. So when I started, I was behind the eight ball, and he won his first junior tournament at six years old in Utah, 10 and under division six. tournament at six. I know, six years old. Um, I started playing when I was eight years old, so just you know, almost two years after he started. But uh, I couldn't even I couldn't even compete with him until I was 10, and then I think I first time I beat him was maybe when I was 11. So, but having someone like him as like a, basically a sparring partner, and I think vice versa was good for both of us. We competed. Um, we were able to be on a golf course long because we just enjoyed, enjoyed each other's company. You know, we kind of drove each other crazy, but we were basically attached at the hip tour 21. I mean, we were on big break together. Um, you know, we, we shared rooms since we were kids, you know, in, in our, in our house, it was just, we were attached at the hip until we were both pretty much married. Um, so definitely a lot of memories with that dude. And, and, you know, I, I'm definitely as good a golfer I am is because of, because of him and the competition he brought to me at a young age. Yeah, that's great. I mean, y'all got to push each other. And yeah, exactly. Stuff. We push each other as we continue to grow. Yeah, and I think that's he's another good, great dude. example. I mean, your your coach now for a long time, Boyd Summerhays. Yeah, he's got three young kids. Man, that are Ugh. incredible. Yes, Eesh, so good. No question. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about Boyd some, but I want to talk about them a little bit. Got yeah, Preston, Grace, and C Man. Yep, Preston is an absolute stud. First of all, I want to know, <laughs> has he beat you yet? Yeah, he beat me for the first time uh, <laughs> on the last day on December thirty first here at Silverleaf of two thousand nineteen. So he has a putt. Uh, on the last hole from about six feet to beat me for the first time. I just made like a 15-footer for par, and he has about a six-footer for par to beat me outright for the first time in his in his life. And and I basically say, hey, you know, don't choke. This is the difference between beating me in 19 and beating me in 20. I know it's coming in 20 for sure, but, you know, I, I've been I've been waiting for this moment, and you finally have this, you know, so don't choke. You know? right. So he, he, he hits it, and I thought he left it short. He just dribbles it in right on the front uh, and, and he made it. But, uh, you know, so he has beat me now, and, and it's, it's been so cool, though, to, to kind of mentor him and help uh, groom him into, you know, who he is. I mean, he's an amazing player, an amazing golfer, and just to be part of, you know, someone that supports him and helps is pretty cool. Yeah, U.S. Junior Amateur Champ, by the way, Preston mm-hmm. Summerhays. He's a beast in the making. Might, be, yeah. not, might not be the last time you two go toe-to-toe. <laughs> Give him about three, four, yeah, five years or something. Yeah. I, I got a sneaky feeling he's going to be up there playing with you in, no, the, in the big show. 100%. Yeah. He's got a lot of potential, and he's got, the, he's got the mind to be really good. Yeah, yeah but his his dad is your, your yep. swing coach, Boyd Summerhays. Boyd Summerhays. And honestly, probably one of the fastest up-and-coming big-name teachers, yeah. I would say, in the game of golf. Yeah. The guy's incredible. He's done so much work. Uh, with you tell us like kind of what he's meant to you and and how how much credit you give him for what <laughs> what you're turning into yeah I, I give him a lot of credit you know my, my swing needed a lot of fixing when I got from the web.com to the PGA tour and you know one of the first things you know we addressed was uh, exactly what I mentioned earlier you know how am I going to start controlling a golf ball you know swinging this fast so my short backswing um, kind of came from my first year on tour board pulls me pulls me aside. We start making some goals for our second year. And, and he says, Hey T, I think you're a world beater, but you're not going to be a world beater if you don't learn how to hit the golf ball straight. So we went to kind of this knockdown shot. And, you know, right now on tour, I'm, I'm really known for a short backswing, but I've never had one, you know, I've never really had a short backswing, but in 2016, we worked on hitting just this little sliding cut, this little low cut. And, and what that turned into 
um, mechanics wise was just a short backswing. For some reason, I just tightened the backswing up and, and I was hitting this perfect little bleeder. So boy, didn't really think anything of it. And, you know, I ended up still, I end up, you know, I'm now still having a, a short backswing, but, um, you know, as far as what he's meant, man, he's, he's been a huge part, not only in my physical game, but, um, mentally, and, you know, he's kind of like my, you know, psychologist, if you will, you know, I don't really have a, like a mental guy, but he's probably definitely that guy who helps me, um, kind of weave through all the traffic of the professional game and just get me focused on playing golf. So he's been a huge part to me. And, um, so many of the, the changes that I have in my swing and in my game have, have, you know, a big part because of board. Yeah. You know, he is, he's awesome. And I, I love following him on Instagram and all this. He records all kinds of things. Yeah. But he, honestly, he kind of pisses me off because he hits <laughs> like one shot a year on the PGA Tour. Yeah, it's... He goes out to Sawgrass on 17. His swing is absolutely perfect. perfect. I mean, I that's crazy. Every time it's, he swings golf club, I'm like. It's annoying to me. I'm like, <laughs> I practice to get to look like that. Yeah. And I can't make it look like that. Exactly. Like, <laughs> he I like worked... stumbles out of bed. It's like, yeah, I'll hit one. And it's perfect. <laughs> but it's it's exactly. true. Like I worked with him quite a few times. And like I would go out to McDowell Mountain Ranch. And we'd be hitting balls. And I'd be hitting balls for an hour. And he hadn't done anything so and he yeah. would just grab a five iron and just, whoosh, just and I'm like flush it. I know what. It's, what is that? It's annoying. He's he's super skilled. You know his he game. Is, his man. game is God. is really good. Every time we go play, um, I give him one shot aside, and I've got to shoot four or five under to beat him. That's yeah, and he was he's a monster it. in college. Yeah. Came yeah. out and without injuries, he might still be playing right now. Yeah. But you mentioned, boy, this is a perfect time to ask this question. So you guys have a special relationship. Obviously, he's, he's your teacher. He's yeah. a mentor. Good he's friend, a friend yeah. and all that. But that doesn't stop you from playing the occasional practical joke on him from time to time. And so I, t- I talked to Boyd earlier today, and he filled me in on a little something you did with yeah. him this past year in the President's Cup yeah. going down to Australia. Well, Tell me, to give the whole story about what you did to Boyd and how how elaborate it was, because it was yeah. really well done, by the way. Thanks. So, well, what happened? What <laughs> Thanks. happened? Thank you. <laughs> what, what, what happened was Tiger, Tiger texts me after China. Yeah, and I was the first man out on the Presidents Cup team, so right. the top eight qualify. I was nine, so of course I'm kind of like, man, this is going to be a crazy next few months. I'm going to have to prove to Tiger that I'm ready to play all these things. So that next few months was crazy, but after China, um, the the next event was uh, the Presidents Cup, so I knew I was going to even get a text, a call, something. So Tiger texts me and say, hey, give me a shout when you can. I'm like, of course, I've been waiting for this call, you know, for a long time. <laughs> Hopefully, it's the the call that I'm expecting. Yeah. So I give him a shout and he says, hey, I'm going to cut straight to the chase, you know, uh, cut the fat. There's no, um, you know why I'm calling? I said, yeah, of course I do. I mean, I hope I do. And he says, well, uh, I'm sorry to you. I have some, I have some sad news to share with you. And, and my heart just sank. Oh, God. Bro, yeah. I'm just like. I'm nine, dude. I'm number nine. My head's nine. already, I'm number nine, but you know, I, I, I played, you know, I had my lowest round of, you know, in the fall of my PJ Tour career. I feel like I showed enough, you know, promise and in the Ryder Cup. I just, things are running through my head. He right. lets this go silent for five, six seconds. And, and he says, well, T, do you want to hear the verdict? You know, the, the official verdict? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, welcome to the team. So he yeah. totally used some, yeah. just like, yeah. you know, used me, right? Yeah, 100%. Just all at the same time. So I took that and basically times that by like a hundred with board. Okay. Yeah, this is good, dude. This is good. So I, so I, I, my, my, my caddy comes in and, and I do the exact same thing to my caddy that Tiger did to me. Right. Probably 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, I kind of do the same thing to my wife, you know, over, you know, over the phone. I do the same thing to my dad. I just, I kind of just start doing the same thing. Cause I'm like, I, I totally took it from Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with Boyd, it, it was, it was, it was so well played because Boyd was expecting me to make the team. He thought all parameters were, were aiming towards me making the team. So I basically, I basically text him, look, bad news. 
I'm in a terrible mood. I tell my caddy, tell him the same thing. I tell my manager, tell him the same thing. Just, yeah, I'm on a long ride. I'm on a long ride back home. Just, just tell him I don't even want to talk. I'm totally in a dark place right now. And, and that, you know, it's all bad. So we let this go on for, he's making the announcement. That was on Sunday. He's making the announcement on Thursday. So I let it go all day Monday and he's just, just boiling inside. Just, I let it go all day Monday. On Tuesday, I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't know if I can let this go until Thursday because I just, I, inside, I'm like, I want him to know that yeah. actually we're on the team, you know? But uh, so Tuesday finally comes around and I get him on, uh, I get him on FaceTime. Uh, this is the first time any conversation we've had since the text that I told him that I didn't make the team. Um, so, I, you know, I'm basically going through it all and I said, hey, so and he's like, hey, tell me, how, just tell me how it went down. I, I, I've been doing all this math in my head for the last 48 hours. Just tell me how it went down. Tyler Brad called slept you. in two days. Yeah, yeah literally, two days literally, literally, literally. off a bridge. He's like, yeah. I've, you know, for 48 hours, I can't, I don't even know, you know, Tiger, you know, I can't believe he wouldn't, you know, all this stuff, right? So I, I have my wife video me uh, while I'm FaceTiming him. And I said, well, basically, Tiger just said, hey, um, just exact same story I just shared with you guys. Give me a shout when you can. I said, of course. And, and he gets on the phone and says, hey, T, I'm sorry, but, um, you know, I got some sad news to share with you. And I'm looking at Boyd's face, and he is just, just like everything turning in his head. And then, you know, I looked at him, and, and then I'm like, well, how did I put it? I said, I said, Tiger. I, no, I said, Tiger. Well, what did I say? He said, there's good news said, and bad news. Yeah, yeah. He explained it to me. Yeah, he said, he said, he said, I have good news and I have bad news. And I'm like, um... Okay, do you want to... Oh, I told him. I said, I have good news and I have bad news. And he's like, do you want to hear the good news? And he's like, yeah, of course I want to hear the good news. And I was like, I looked at him and I'm like, of course I made the team. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I totally have it on video and it's probably better yeah, if you he guys... he said he still got it. Oh my yeah. gosh, if you guys need it, I, I totally have it on we video. But it. I totally it. pranked him on it. And um, and his he, at first he was like, wait, I don't understand. What, wait, did you just say you made the team? So it was quite crazy and quite elaborate, but uh, probably one of the better pranks I've ever played for sure. He, he called told, me today. He was still pissed. He's like, this, <laughs> this Tony, you wouldn't believe this, this he prank. He told me he was borderline thinking about getting on a flight and coming to you because he was so worried. Oh, 100%. He wanted were. to come, yeah. He yeah. wanted to come talk to me and make sure I was okay. And, yeah, I totally played him. So Love that. I ended up, I ended up making going. the team and, <laughs> so and, and we're all good, yeah. So. Well, uh, you bring up Tiger, and I want to get into this because this had to be such a cool moment. I know it's not the outcome you wanted, yeah. but 2019 Masters, you're in the final group with Tiger and Francesco Molinari. Yeah. And, obviously, Tiger ends up winning his 15th major championship. I want to know what it was like the night before – the morning of, I want to know everything. What was, <laughs> what was it like? I mean, what was going through your head? Obviously, a guy you idolized yeah. growing up. Now you're in the final group with him at the biggest golf tournament in the world. Yeah. Uh, tell, well, take us through it. Yeah, so I, I shot 64 on Saturday. And obviously, doing, yeah, thanks. I was doing all this media stuff. And I knew the chances of me being in the final group or you know, just in contention going in tomorrow were really high. So I was really excited about that. I was playing some good golf. Um, but I've dreamed since I was a kid of competing against Tiger, playing against him in the final group, being paired with him in the final group of a Masters, of a U.S. Open. That's something. That's that's what my dreams were made of as a kid. The putt that I made was to beat him by one, yeah. was to be going to a playoff. It just all that, right? I was the same kid. Um, so to to finally have that opportunity, uh, you know, Saturday night, yeah, of course I was nervous, but you know, it didn't it didn't feel the way I thought it would on Sunday. Just in that we teed off early, and I I was more like man i earned this 
you know, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of felt that way more so than in total awe of being in this situation, you know, and, um, and, and I'm happy I felt that way because I think, um, it's, it's not a good feeling to be on the first team and thinking, you know, you're fangirling over Tiger, but, uh, I truly felt like, you know, I earned being in that position and, uh, and I had a great chance to win the masters and that, and that, and that was a super exciting to me, but walking to that first tee, I've never, I've never heard this many people in my life. I've never seen this many people. And, and it was, it was kind of a surreal feeling getting to that first tee, you know, that first, the first tee shot, uh, I was definitely nervous, but, uh, once it came off the club face, I, I felt a lot better and, um, was able to par the first few holes and, and just get underway. But, um, those type of experiences, uh, are, are things, you know, for me, you can't pay for those type of experiences. You know, I, I was the first guy to congratulate Tiger, uh, on winning the green jacket. And, um, man, actually a funny story. I'll tell you guys, I'll share with you about that there 2019 Masters. So, so on the first hole, you know, we both, you know, all three of us say hi, good luck. Um, and, and, you know, nothing was said on the second hole, Tiger hit it left, you know, wasn't close to me. Um, I was in the fairway third hole. I went for it. They laid back, didn't talk to him, you know, fourth hole is the par three, no talking. We finally get to the seventh hole and, and Tiger and I are walking next to each other off the tee. And, and I said, uh, Hey Tiger, you know, it's kind of awkward. I'm like, how come he's not talking to me? Yeah, Maybe yeah. I should say something to him. <laughs> so I'm like, Hey Tiger, how's, uh, you know, how's the kids? You know, and he's like, Oh, they're doing fine. And he just laser eyed straight, you know, straight down the fairway and just kept on walking. And from that point on, I said, well, I, I guess I know where, yeah. where his, you know, where his attitude's at. And I'm not talking to him for the rest of the day. So the next time we spoke was uh, when I was congratulating him on winning the, <laughs> winning the Don't green jacket. Don't even think of being my friend today for the next <laughs> he, four hours. He pretty much still told me with a straight face. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know, By the so. way, Tiger, mine are doing great. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You exactly. should have just kept going. You just yeah, I should just kept talking. Yeah, just like, yo, you don't got to talk, but you're going you to be damn good at listening. Next time I'm going to try that. I have a feeling I'm going to have an opportunity again, so I'm going oh, to try, try that next are. time. Just Is keep on cool talking to zero off. Like, obviously, you're in that situation. He's a guy you had on your wall growing up. You know what I mean? All of us our age group yeah. had like, idolized him growing up. And now, like later in his career, he seems to be more like opening up more. Like He and yeah. Justin Thomas have become very close. He's a He's the captain. At the at the President's Cup that you're at in Australia, is it really is it like how cool is it for you to like on like just become friends almost with a guy like that who was so untouchable for so long? Yeah, it's so cool, and like I said, it's super surreal. You know, yeah. just to to have Tiger's number in my back pocket and you know to text what him. Is it? <laughs> to be able to text him you know i just got asked the other day hey what's the most po- what's the most famous number in your phone and yeah. it's definitely tiger woods yeah, yeah. Um, we'll tweet it <laughs> i love it but uh you know to i think he's really taking a liking and 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 really is taking on that role of 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 being a role model and being uh someone that we all looked up to and and really um taking us under his wing so that's really cool and for him to, to be able to do that is, is something pretty special for me yeah, and a battle with him on a Sunday or on a weekend. At yeah, no doubt. Hopefully, it's not our last. That's the real deal. All yeah. right. Well, I'm gonna get into. I want to get into a little bit of non-golf right now because yeah. what Colt, two months ago or so, first guest ever, maybe I think uh, on Golf Subpar we had Gary Woodland on. Mm, okay. Second guest. Second guest ever. Okay. Excuse me. Second guest ever. Obviously, Gary, a guy you're good friends with. But I want to clear something up because mm-hmm. we had Gary on here. And there's a lot of guys that are becoming, you know, like good athletes who are on the PGA Tour right now. You get brought up, Gary gets brought up, DJ gets brought up. A lot of these guys get brought up, and they like, you know, there's video of you dunking a basketball and things like that. So we asked Gary straight up on this podcast. <laughs> you know his basketball history, right? Yeah. Played college basketball yep. for a little bit. We said, is there any dude on the PGA Tour 
in a game to 11 that could score four points or more against him. And without hesitation, Colt, you back me up. He's like, not zero point zero zero. And you had college basketball scholarship uh, yeah, offers right. out of high school. Yeah. What do you take? Clear the record right now. Game to 11, you and we're trying to start a beef here. We're trying to start like a, yeah, little, I can see a that. little war, a little rivalry. You and Gary Woodley, you think you can get to four against him? <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it a step further. I, I think I could beat Gary. On, oh, there we go. Game. That's yeah. it. Gotta get it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. I Chop I that. Clip <laughs> that. Yeah. I, I can definitely beat Gary in a one-on-one -on -one game. I'll do it. I'll do it anytime. Okay. Oh my God, <laughs> I gotta see this. We need this. This is one-on-one. -on -one. I knew we would take it. Slays and Colt commentate. Oh yeah. We'll broadcast it. <laughs> the ultimate game basketball ultimate age. I mean, we got plenty of time to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. So I, I wanted to get, but you. True story. You did have college basketball yeah. offers out of high school, right? Yeah, like so Weber I, State, right? Weber, Weber State. So I, I would have played with Damian Lillard. I was about Weber to say State. that was yeah, Lillard's same time. time. Yeah, same he's time. Oh my god, he's done all right. Well, but I mean, he's he was he's also right. an amazing basketball player. But um, I, I was recruiting, getting recruited at Weber State at the same time as he was. So that's not. So you played yeah. all through high school, right? Yeah, all the way through high school and leading rebounder in Utah. And um, you right. know, my my role wasn't to score, but you know, I could shoot the basketball. So. Um, yeah, I, then the ultimate game I love happened. the thing about basketball. I love, you know, basketball was my first love. I love watching the NBA. I loved playing basketball growing up. It was, you know, I wanted to be an NBA player before I wanted yeah. to be a PJ Tour golfer. And, and you know, basketball is just in my DNA. You know, my dad played a lot of basketball and all my cousins, we all get together. You got a cousin that ain't too shabby. Yeah, you know, Jabari Parker's in the Jabari NBA. Parker, so, you know, he's decent, yeah. <laughs> decent Fav NBA player. But Favorite NBA team? Lakers always or yes yeah, no jazz yeah. for the kid for the hometown kid <laughs> I love the I love the jazz too but they're not my favorite team okay. yeah I, right. I'm kind of strange that way most jazz fans hate Laker Laker fans but I you know I enjoy the jazz because I'm, I'm a huge advocate for you other than but. your cousin favorite player that's yeah. current yeah you can't have family well, member it's 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 Kobe and yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that in the rise of, of Kobe's you know yeah. um legacy because of what happened to him but you know I I had Kobe stuff Kobe gear Kobe shoes uh, well before you know you know i was a huge kobe fan when they won you know their their three titles in a row when him and Shaq broke up you know after detroit's loss you know i'm a huge i'm a huge kobe guy so he's definitely my favorite player that's cool and yeah. not only jabari parker your cousin who's in the nba you got a couple other yeah i got a couple in the nfl yeah this, i got some big boys do you remember this story yeah. so you and i were playing the final round of a jicky jack jicky jack is code for many tours around here. we call him jicky <laughs> jacks Jack. we're at the pj right. tour uh, we were at PJ West Stadium course, final round. Yeah. You and I were in the final group together. You ended up winning the tournament. Good job. Good Thank win. You. Good Thank win you. that week. But we show up to the first <laughs> tee. I'm on the first tee. Here comes Tony strolling up. And two of the biggest human beings I've ever seen in my life stroll up to the first tee. One's got an Oregon Ducks football shirt on. Yeah. That one's got a Utah football shirt on. And these dudes weigh 330. I was like, yeah. oh, my. I wonder who they're rooting <laughs> for. Stacked. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We walk over and like Tony's like, hey, you know, we're, we're talking and stuff. He's like, yo, these are my cousins. Hey. And it's Haloni Nada. Uh -huh. And what's your other one? Your, Haman, yeah, Hamani Stevens. Yeah, I didn't know how to yeah. say it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and they're both right there. We're going to follow Tony, follow us around for the entire 18. Yeah. I was like, eh. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I, yep. This might, huge. might not be the one to yeah. win. 6'5", 350. Yeah, just, you got a lineage that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, got, we got great genes. But just more so, just a bunch of competitive athletes in our family. And, and it's just all contagious. You know, we all get together in family unions. We play... Um, it doesn't matter what we're playing, board games, anything. You know, we <laughs> we want to kill each other, and then we love each other after. You need a lot of food at those family gatherings. Oh, a lot. Sure. <laughs> Some big, big homies coming yep. over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, no that's that's good stuff. All right. Well, this is what something we do with every guest. Okay. We have a, we have a segment called Emergency Nine. We have nine questions. They're some are the same with all guests. Some are different, but here we go. You ready? Ready. All right. I'll start off. Number one, movie about the life of Tony Finau. What actor, current or past, plays it? Will Smith. Oh, Ooh. of course. 
getting jiggy with it. Yes, right. Big Willie you know style. Who, you know the who, Fresh Prince himself. Do you know who Sleaze thinks plays him? Come on. Work with me here, Tom. Jason Bateman? Oh, I'll allow that. Part of the talented human being. Yeah. I love Jason Bateman. I picked Jamie Foxx for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, why would I like, uh, Yo, your boy uh, Gary Woodland picked uh, Denzel Washington. And we're Denzel? Pretty, yeah, I was like, uh, hey, that'd be my, probably my number two. <laughs> you ain't that cool, Gary. <laughs> Get over yourself. I like that. Uh, yeah. All right. Willie Smith. Love Willie that. Smith. That's, that's prince, allowable. All right. Number prince. two. During this time, coronavirus, very big deal right now. If you had to be quarantined with one guy from the United States President's Cup team for 30 days, who would it be? And not go crazy. One hotel room. Mm. Think on this. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, I'll probably go with Xander. That's Xander Southway. Oh, yeah. why? Because he's like even killed. Like yeah, super even killed, with. super chill. Yeah, he likes playing card games. I love card games. We played a lot on our ride over and on our ride back uh, from Australia. So I could definitely see handling 30 days with him, no doubt. Okay. Yeah. X-Man. Did you get in on the big gambling games? No. Uh, him and him and Cantley were, yeah. you know. They, I know. What, I know. I know yeah. What do they I, play? Gin. Gin. Yeah. Oh, they I think like I think Cantley was up on him quite a bit. Cantley's good. Uh, really? Yeah. Cantley's a smart guy. Yeah, I love exactly. Yeah, yeah. He seems like he'd have all the numbers. <laughs> all right. Exactly. Number three. NBA player who most resembles your basketball game. I got one. Ooh. I mean... I know this might sound like glowing, but KD, okay. <laughs> you know, <That's> <laughs> long, lanky, and That's can good. shoot. I mean, what That's else can good. I? What else do I gotta That's say? That's good. Oh, I was gonna go Grant Hill. <laughs> hey, I like that too. Yeah, and I'll take anybody in the NBA right now. <laughs> Jabari Parker, maybe. That's yeah. right. That might be a fit. Yeah, I probably. All right, I'll here we go. We'll stay, on the, we'll stay on the basketball topic right now. We did this with Erlacher a couple weeks ago. We, we built a football team mm-hmm. out of PJ Tour players. I want you to do the same thing right now, but starting five in basketball, current PJ Tour. By players. the way. He drafted you for the football team. You were tied in. Oh, yeah, you're tied yeah, in on Erlacher's yeah. football team. So mm-hmm. I'll take you'll end. get to the rock a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, G-Dub, myself, um, mm-hmm. I would say sneaky, but Troy Merritt. I don't yeah, think you guys he really? he's nice. Yeah, Dude, I don't he think he, yeah, he's, a good, he's, a yeah. Good, he's a good shooter. Played a lot of basketball growing up. Um, I would say Andrew Loop. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I heard he, he can you know, hoop, he, too. He can yeah. hoop. He can, he can jump. And then at center, I'll probably put. Uh, well, he's not on tour anymore, but Mike Putnam. He's 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 a really good basketball player, but he's huge, yep. big body, six six. He's a Kevin Love type, I feel like. So I, you we know, can allow that anyone in the golf world. Yeah, Luke, I think I think I'd put you know I'd, I'd put DJ in as a who's back, getting the DJ most shots up backup. on that team. Um, man, I mean, me and Gita probably. Yeah, I was gonna say they're gonna be him and Gary. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be fighting right. over this. We'll ball. be letting it. Yeah, we'll be letting it fly. That okay. is that is greatness. All right. All right. What is one thing you're not very good at that you wish you were? Ooh, playing the piano. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could play the piano. I, I, you know, I'm. I feel like I'm a pretty good guitar player. Grew up around a lot of music. I wish I could play the piano. Yeah, that's the one instrument that I wish you know. Get those wish kids I could play. with your hands too. You could reach like three <laughs> octaves. <laughs> exactly. With one hand. Exactly. <laughs> the ease. You'd be no problem you'd playing. Be, yeah, yeah, built for the piano. That's right. The things you learn on. Golf subpar. Mm-hmm. The incredible. piano. It's not too late for that, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. You yeah. dive in oh, especially that. with this quarantine time, I might just want to learn that. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. you can set that up. All right, mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Only listen to one album for the rest of your life, in your in your car or at home hmm. or on your headset, whatever. One album. Man, I yeah, these are it's, it's it's yeah, it's it's reggae for me. First of all, that's that'll be the really? genre. That'll be the genre. Yeah, I'll be reggae, and uh, I mean, it's 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 going to be hard to beat. Just a legend CD from from Bob Marley. Best of Bob Marley. Yeah, just all his best stuff. You know, I, it probably sounds cliche with reggae and Bob, but you know, I I like Revolution. They just came out with a, a pretty hot album. 
Um, you know, three door three doors down is, is another one I like, but I'm gonna have to go with Bob. Keep it mellow. Just keep it chill, you yeah, know. Just that's that's kinda that's kinda my that's, that's kinda my that's, vibe, you know. Tones. Are you a music guy while you're practicing? Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Always listen to music. Who's yeah. in there when you hit balls? Ooh, I got a lot of Kygo. Okay. I got I am a mix. You know, I got a lot of hip hop, a lot of Kanye, a lot of Nas. You're a big post Malone um, guy. Big post Malone, yeah. a lot of post Malone. Um, and then I'll throw it back old school. You know, I got a, a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire, Cool in the Game. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. KC and the Sunshine Old band. soul. Oh, old soul, I am. Okay. When it comes to music, I probably am. Yeah, mellow. Uh, Sugar, Hill, Sugar Hill Sugar Hill Gang. Hill you know what I mean? Rapper's Delight. Rapper's ah. Delight. Call me. <laughs> All right, number seven. If sports didn't exist, what would you do for a living? Oh, I would, I would be a chef for sure. A chef? Oh. Yeah. Chef yeah, 100, Tony. Incredible. 100%. 100%. Yep, I've actually What's your had specialty? A curry chicken. Oh. Yeah, curry chicken. I love I love curry dishes just in general. But I'd definitely be a chef. I love eating, man. I it might not look like it, but I I can I can eat. You're a big boy. <laughs> Are you yeah. active in the kitchen right now? With yeah, all the very stuff? very active. I'm yeah. I'm cooking like two meals a day. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, dude. breakfast and dinner. It's impressive. Yeah. Multi. But I like it though. I enjoy cooking. You know, there's there's like a a cool sentiment about just being in the kitchen and doing your thing. Okay, that's awesome. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Okay. All right. Here we go. Next question. What would your wife say is the most annoying thing about you? Oh, my farting. (laughs) No doubt. There it is. We couldn't get through one podcast. No, dude. We have to have one fart shit talk in every episode. Oh, 100%. 100%, 100%, My farting. Yep. She hates it. And just because she hates it, I just keep piling on. (laughs) Don't stop. Don't stop. stop. Can't Can't stop. stop. That's right. It never fails. I thought we were actually going to get through one without a This is going to be our first non-shit episode. Sorry about that. A way to keep the streak alive. Sorry. All right, last question. This is the qu- which question do you hate getting asked more about your ankle that you messed up at the Masters, or why you haven't, or when you're going to win next? Oh man, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like a tie, uh, <laughs> honestly, because people have been lighting me up about both. But uh, I, I would still say the ankle, it, yeah. just just because it's two years ago now. Yeah, and I've seen. I've been through all the pretty much the same tournaments and everybody still asks me, Hey, how's the ankle? Don't roll your ankle. And I still yeah. get all of that. Yeah. So that's, that's super annoying at this point. The first year I kind of got it. It's yeah. the first time I'm seeing everybody at each stop since the mass. I totally understand. But now it's hey, that it's still, yeah, exactly. Your hey, careful. Tip, tip your Watch ankles. out for that. Watch out for that hole. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I get it. I, I still get it all. And it, it's quite annoying. I was so going to leave with ankle. that question first thing. Like, Hey, here's Tony Fino. How's your ankle, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should have. I awesome, know, man. right? Well, Tony, it's been an absolute pleasure. You're fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us on Golf Subpar. Thank you, guys. Appreciate You're it. Beast. And that was Tony Finau, Sleaze. One of my favorite interviews I think we've done to date. He was absolutely incredible. Awesome, dude. Got voted number two nicest guy on the PGA Tour recently, only behind Jordan Spieth. That's a top. That must up be because right I'm not on tour anymore. That's a top. You were right there. Other, you were under uh, others receiving votes. Exactly. Believe, exactly. Yeah, but, others receiving votes. But man, some awesome stuff. First off. I teased it before the interview. The ultimate game in Las Vegas where he decided to turn pro and try to try to win all the money. Uh, we need more than that. We, we need, need more of that. It was awesome. Why does that not exist anymore? That's only the best idea in the history of the world. By the way, you can never have had a tour card on the Corn Ferry or the PGA Tour. None of that. All mini tours, all up-and-coming guys. I mean, look at the names that were in the one with Fina. Yep. I mean, there are real dudes making real moves on the PGA Tour that came out of that. That would be Run very, that very back. exciting. That would so be something fun. you and I should go cover. Oh, I had a card, but it doesn't really count, so I could retroactively no, go not back. Not play. We just oh, we cover, cover it. it. We'll do TV. Oh, yeah, cover absolutely. It. In Vegas, though. Yes, of Mandatory. course. Mandatory. 
but a lot of cool stuff. I mean, how about first off, he thinks he can take Gary Woodland one on one, no problem. That's exactly what we were looking for here. Yep. We're trying to start a beef, and if there is a guy that could challenge him, could be Tony. He had like legit college offers out of high school, That's so he co- could hoop. And Gary was a legit college player. And he co- actually suited Gary's up. Legit, legit. That'd be two yeah. big boys battling it out. Uh, who you taking? Mm, put me on the spot here, Colton. Yeah, I got uh, to. They're both guests here. Be a very close game. Probably go to uh, extra innings. I mean, dude, I, I, I've seen the tape on Gary, so I go with Gary. I haven't yeah. seen the tape on Tony. I got to go with Gary, too. But I love you, Tony. I, I love to you. admit it. Um, no offense. For sure. But he is awesome. Superstar. First off, he already is a superstar, but he's going to be an enormous superstar in the making. He's going to win tons of golf tournaments. And hopefully some major championships. He um, he was he was awesome. And hopefully some major championships starting here in only a few more months, Colty. Fingers crossed. That's for sure. But thanks again to Tony Finau for joining us. Until next week, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you on Golf Subpar.